welcome to his nearness chicago our only desire is to have him closer and closer you know some people say oh the lord is in me so why do i need his nearness he can be in you and he can be miles away from you <laughs> there are dimensions of the spirit he can be in the room and we won't know him that's why jacob said oh i had a dream surely the presence of the lord is in this place and i knew it not he is in us but yet we would not know him becoming a jesus lover is becoming aware of his presence in my definition is 24 bar 7 you know you're never alone never meant to be alone yes can we teach the word of god now yes. for a bit i want to give you one scripture which will be like um a bedrock for this year and and it will it will help us to navigate this whole year with much wisdom with much truth you know um sometimes i tell people like the bible is for us it is given to us from the lord but do you know where the lord is speaking to you from the bible today mm-hmm. you know do you know where he is in the bible for you today and that knowing where he is and what he is saying to you today makes you a powerful christian because you know what he is saying to you now not everything that is written is for every second he's speaking he's a speaking god i would say it like the way i've heard my 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 spiritual father my prophet under whose covering i am and he says god is always talking the question is are we listening hey it's a very very important question to ask he's always speaking but are we always listening but i believe god is calling a set of people who are listening to his heartbeats and who are tuning themselves to him that they will not be found without his voice in their spirit and those are the people who will face come what may but after everything that they faced is over they'll still be found standing because there is somebody superior speaking over them as their commander in chief mm. that they'll that they'll yes they'll have to fight but they fight with an advantage hallelujah so go to daniel chapter 11 verse 32 ah there we are that's wonderful you know i have a beautiful team who who have worked hard to they did all this by themselves can we just clap for them 
I never asked. They stepped up. They did the whole thing. And that says something that God is interested in. Uh, you Do you know what is happening here is also because you're all here? Mm -hmm. Okay, you didn't get it. Mm -hmm. What is happening now here is also because, yes, God is the one who has the ultimate agenda. But this is happening here because you are part of his agenda. This is happening here because you are important to him. Let me change it a little so that you know that how valuable you are to him right now. And he's sending his messenger, his words, his voice, so that he can talk to you. As we believe, you know, we are, we are, his nearness is part of Revive Nations. You could have seen the banner. We believe that the word of God is the highest level of prophecy. Okay. When the word of God comes, God is coming to meet you in the now. Yes, we are a very prophetic family. We prophesy, we do all that. But when the word of God comes, it is the highest level of prophecy. We glean from it. You hear in the frequency of God and something changes. So yes, Daniel chapter 11 verse 32 is here. Wow, okay, I'll let's just move out a little from. Let me read um, and you all can read this with me. Daniel chapter 11 verse 32. People have always quoted the second half, right? You know this, right? People who know their God shall be strong and do great exploits. We have known this, but I want to actually preach the first half. Okay, so I want to read out the whole scripture and God willing, we'll be able to cover the first half today. We don't have the place the whole night, so we'll have to cut it short. Some of you are happy or smiling. Um, I'm very encouraged. Let me look at my people in Zoom. They might be more encouraging, you know. Okay, let's read. Daniel, you know what? You've come tonight because something is going to be deposited to your spirit. Yes, hallelujah. Daniel chapter 11, verse 32, and this is what it says. And such as do wickedly against the covenant shall he corrupt by flatteries. Mm -hmm. But the people that do know their God shall be strong and do exploits. This whole scripture, actually, God, you're with me? God is talking about his people. But in that, he's talking about a set of people was the first half of the scripture who are going to get corrupted by flatteries. And the second half will not get corrupted by any flatteries because they do know their God and they shall be strong because they know him and they will continue to do great exploits. The last six months is when this His Nearness Chicago started and we, we were meeting in a small place in our home and we grew a little. 
But now we are out and we have to lay certain foundations through the word of God. And that's what I'm about to do now. So you all will understand who you are. The people of God. You understand you're the people of God. So for that, I'll have to expose certain um, things of what happens in the realms of the spirit concerning a child of God. Do you know when God created you, he created you no lesser than anybody? Oh my goodness, this is getting exciting. I'm hearing a scripture, so I'm trying to get to there. Um, I'm just, let me go there. I'll go there, Genesis chapter 2, verse 8. Just, just keep it with you. I want to touch what I'm saying. The way God created man is not accident. The way God created each one of you here and those watching online is not by accident. So the question is, when were you created? I want to answer some things. So this is a prophetic ministry. So I can't just throw you off the cliff. I have to take you slowly. And then we'll throw you, then you'll fly. <laughs> you know, with wings stretched out. And you'll say, oh, this is nice. You won't feel like you pushed off the cliff, you know. <clears throat> your father and your mother didn't create you. Hello? Before they met, you were already in existence. Now, this is where, hold on, don't, don't hijack me in the middle. Wait until I finish, okay? You were in the heart of God. You were in the thoughts of God before you were a physical manifestation on earth. That makes you a spirit. Oh, come on now. This is very powerful information. God thought of you, dreamed about you, and a certain point of time, he released you from heaven. And then whatever had to happen on earth happened, and you were found on earth. Parents can think, Oh, this is my beloved darling. This is my baby. This is this. This is mine. This is mine. That's one reality, which is earthly dimension. But the real reality is, even that baby in the womb, or the baby that's outside the womb, is the Lord's property. Parents are actually called to be good stewards. One day, the fear of God hit me in my home when I was dealing in a certain way with my eldest and uh, and uh, I was like why is he like this what is you know I was thinking certain things and then the Holy Spirit said you know he doesn't belong to you I was like what and the Holy Spirit said he's mine so take care of him well that was a different tone I was like ouch because God was like don't provoke him there's a scripture like that in the Bible you know that okay. so then I understood he's God's property and I need to steward him well. It also removes 
certain pressure from your life. Can I be honest? That more than you can ever love him or her, is God loves them. Same way with you too. There's somebody who loves me more than anybody else in the world, and that is God. So God's thoughts are not just thoughts. They are life. And in the thought of God, you existed before you were pushed to planet Earth. We have known creation is when God spoke. Is it really true? See, now, now, now that's what. Don't jump the gun. Don't jump the ship until I finish. God spoke what he meditated. Take a second. God said, let there be light. But the light was in him. He thought of light. He meditated of light. And then he, when, he, the, it, when it was the right moment, he stepped out and said, let there be light. What was in him? That's why God says, I am light. So in the beginning, what you see, the creation, let there be light, was not God creating light. He just released what was in him out of him. It was in thought, he released it through his words out. So the words are a way, you're already learning, are a way of releasing what you have thought through. There is power. If you can meditate on something for an extended period of time, and then when you come out from the furnace of God, and you say, thus says the Spirit of God, there is creative power that's released out of it. I don't know what you feel, but I feel the presence of God in this room. So there is a lot that can happen through meditation. Thoughts are very, very powerful in the kingdom. Why did God destroy the earth first time at the time of Noah? Because the thoughts and the imaginations of people's heart was wicked and the Lord did not like it. Because they were meditating so much on wickedness that everything that will come out of their life will be wicked. And God said, I cannot allow that to happen on planet earth. And this breed has to be wiped out. Because day and night, all they think and meditate and live on is wickedness. And God said, I have to eliminate this. So that's how powerful thoughts are in the kingdom. You're all looking at me. Are you with me still? Even in the New Testament, the Bible says, when, 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 <clears throat> I'm taking you somewhere, okay? When Mary got pregnant through the power of the highest coming upon her and she was conceived with a baby, Joseph was thinking, meditating of divorcing her. He was thinking and meditating. But at the same point, he had a very righteous, the Bible says he was a righteous man. His thinking was very clean. He said, I don't understand, but I don't want to let go of her because I don't understand this. And then he said, I will privately get rid of her because I don't want to shame her in front of the whole world. I don't understand what Mary is saying, but I don't want to, you know, be mean to her. Hey, hey, that's a real man. Yeah. He's like, no, this is not the way I treat this woman whom I've loved. 
and I want to get married and live with. He was honoring her and he was, and he was saying, he was secretly thinking what to do and the angels appeared. Can I tell you why the angels came? Because the angels were watching his thoughts. And the angels, because of how respectful and honoring and clean he was, the angels said, now let's pay him a visit. Let us give him a dream. Let's visit him and settle this thing. Your thoughts of wickedness are attracting demons. Your thoughts of righteousness are attracting angels. Let me put it like this. Your thoughts of truth attract the spiritual world of light. Your thoughts of darkness attract the dark world. You with me? So every ounce of your thoughts matter. Don't jump the ship. I'm just helping you all. I'm training you up. I'm telling you, you sit under this stream and this ministry. Without you being, you'll become prophetic. Without you asking, you'll start seeing. Without you striving, you'll start prophesying. Because it'll become natural because the word of God in the spirit is life. And when it gets into your spirit, your real man comes alive. And you're alive in the spirit. And all of a sudden you're like, oh, wow, I have dominion. I have identity. I have authority. All of a sudden you're like, hey, where is that Satan? Let me, let me talk to him now. Suddenly something changed. Boldness comes because it's the word of God being injected to your spirit. So every thought that you entertain, you go through, you, 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 you meditate on, it's either provoking. Is, is this foundation working? Provoking the dark influence or the light influence in your life. Can we make peace with that? So your thoughts are very powerful. And what you meditate becomes a deposit. Wow, that's a good one-liner. What you meditate will become a deposit. Now from that deposit, you withdraw into the natural. It becomes a manifestation. Did anybody get it? But now, when God created everybody, there were a thought in the heart of God. When God pushed you to earth, he didn't simply push you. This is something I want everybody to get it. In God's thought, there are no air bubbles, if I say it right. There are no vacuums. Shaka Robo Your thought for him as life was not unfulfilled, half-baked thoughts. It is a complete thought. When he was thinking about you, he thought of your finances. Okay, let me let me make it a little more clear to you all. He thought of your finances. You thought he thought of your provision. He thought of at what age, what should happen. He thought of everything. It's only you that don't know that. You're with me? Come on, do something. I like an audience which talked back to me. So you see, when God thought of you, it was a wholesome thought. You know, God's thought of you was shalom, wholeness, no brokenness, no division. Take it in for a second. If I can give you the thought in a, in a scripture way, 
don't go there because I don't want it to be so heavy that you're like, oh, what's going on? Don't want it to be so much of information one day. I'm going to take it you slow. Genesis chapter 2, 7 explains it. And the Lord God formed man of the dust, of the ground, and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. You know this, right? Creation, you've read that. In that creation, the only new piece, now this is what, you know, you'll be shocked. It's all in the Bible, okay? It's in, it's in the Bible, it's in the Word of God. The only new piece that was used was God's Spirit. Creation, we all think, was brand new. No, my dear. That mud that was used was where Satan was walking around. You didn't get that either. Because the scripture one says, God made heavens and the earth, everything was perfect. And then something, something happened. And then everything was chaos, broken and void. That was the earth. That was where the mud was. That was the mud God took it. And then God reformed you out of that mud. In your creation of you and me, the real thing that is of God was the breath that came from his nostrils. This explains why there is a battle between your flesh and your spirit. Hey! Because something in you always wants to go down. Something in you wants to fight you. But there is also something in you which wants to go back to God all the time of your life. Even when you're down, there is something in you which says, I want to pursue God. That's the breath of life. But there's another side of you, which is the discouraged side of you, which wants to bury itself, which wants to collapse itself, which wants to destroy itself, which wants to think wickedly. Because everything was from the mud. But there's a side of you which says, come what may. I love this God. You know why? Because you belong to him. Wow, is that not powerful? We'll go into the creation of man another Sunday, one another day. The moment you understand the autonomy of your spirit man, hey, you are a different kind of weapon in the hands of God. Does it make sense? You won't be running pillar to post, say, pray for me, do this for me. Can somebody stand in the gap? You'll be like, oh, I didn't know I had all of this. Now, where, how do I use this God? And the Holy Spirit is like, I'm going to show you to do this. I'm going to tell you to do this. And the voice of God becomes the ultimate weapon in your life. And that voice leads you, guides you until you finish the battle, not just enter it. The problem with many Christians is they enter the battle with the voice of God. Halfway through, they lose the voice of God. The battle becomes the voice. Oh, you didn't get me. You didn't get me. Let me repeat that one more time. Am I screaming now? I'll calm down. See, you enter a battle through the voice of God. But when the battle begins to rage, the sound of the battle, the magnitude of the giant, the fierce forces that you're facing you, that sound becomes louder than the voice of God. And then you bail out. But blessed are you if you can still stay on track with the voice of God because that voice will take you through the battle, help you to finish the battle, clean up the giants, clean up the mess, and you come out and say, now I need to clean my sword which is dirty. Because you've gone through the voice of God. This can happen when you understand the autonomy of your spiritual man. Because... 
coming back to what I'm saying, how God made you, right? That's where we were. Verse 8 says, and the Lord God planted a garden eastward in Eden. Watch this detail. And the Lord God planted a garden eastward in Eden. Did you know that Eden was planted by God? See, now you're all looking at me like, whoa, what Bible were we reading before? See, I'm just joking with you guys. You still love me, right? I have a kind of sense of humor. My wife helps me with that humor. Hope you all get acquainted to it. I love you all, okay? I don't hate you. It's the way my people on Zoom, you're still there. They're still there. Hallelujah. They're still there. I just want to say hello to them. They're all there. Okay, wonderful. Wonderful. Okay, we'll go back to our screen. I don't want them to feel like they're all on the big screen watching us, you know. The Lord God planted a garden eastward in Eden. I'm going to surprise you with some details. But hang on, it's in the Bible, okay? You can go and wrestle with God. Why did this? you do it like this? You didn't get my joke? You can wrestle with God. Don't wrestle with me. Wrestle with the, okay, let me say, wrestle with the word of God. Don't wrestle with me. Deal? When you wrestle with the word of God, you become the word of God. That's a revelation in itself. Okay. The Lord God planted a garden eastward in Eden. So Eden was a place. And in Eden, God planted a garden. Oh, wow. God does planting too. So he planted a garden. And there he put the man whom he had formed. There was a place called Eden. God planted a garden. And in the garden, God placed a man. You need to ask the question, why? Listen, man was a replacement. Man was a plan. Man was God's plan of restoration to replace Satan and the angelic beings. You with me? Not replace in the sense, remove all of them and uh, destroy all of them. No. Man was formed in a way to represent the grandeur of God's creation. Let me, I'll take a minute to explain this. Angels had no weaknesses. You get it? Yeah. They are very, the supernatural beings are met few. Okay, so, so, ah, so these angel, angelic beings, they, you know the fall of Lucifer, we won't go there. I'm taking you somewhere else, but this is very important. So, so when angels rebelled against God, God removed them from their place. And God said, I'm going to replace them with mankind. Yet so low. To where they were all walking, having party, you know, like from the ground. Yet formed by ground, but yet carries a treasure, which is God's breath. Yet not so very perfect, but yet the perfect one is in them. And they will not be attached to the imperfection, they will attach them to the perfection. 
and they'll be more greater than the angels who look perfect. You get it? God's thought of man was potential. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm helping you. God's thought of man was potential of what? To be like him and to function like him. Oh, you know, that was God's thought of man. That man will be like his image. He will look like him. He will function like him because God's spirit is in him. And he will have the potential to be and function like God. That was God's thought for man. So that this man will be higher than the angelic, even though formed lower from the dimension of the earth. Isn't that powerful? You know what I just did? I gave you a revelation and an information that makes you far more superior than any supernatural beings that can fight you in the invisible realm. Ah, you don't hear me. That's why when a man like Daniel would pray, the whole island he was living in would go on war. You didn't get that. You didn't get that. Oh, okay, Lord Jesus, I need to prep this crowd. They're still getting there. When a man like Daniel bows his knees and begins to pray for 10 days, the whole heavenly atmosphere over Persia goes crazy because one man in exile is on his knees and the whole entire heavenlies goes into war because his spirit was far more superior than the prince of Persia or any other princes that were governing as principality because in his spirit there was potential to be like a god over a nation. He could control the timeline and the atmosphere of the events in the future by his decrees. I am screaming now. By his decrees and declarations because he was a preeminent spirit being. His autonomy of the spirit. He was a superior one than the angels, than the demons that he could stand up and say, worship the God of Daniel and every other God bows down in the city and so shall it be. That he would fast and enter a lion's den. And his fasting will influence all the lions in the den. And the lions will say, we are also fasting with you. <laughs> his spirit was such a tenacity. There is a tenacity that is readily available for the people of God in this hour. That you will subdue the giants that you thought were giants. And then you will look at them and say, ah, this is what you were all made of. Let me come back. So this God, when he made us, he formed the garden. Sorry, he took a place, he formed the garden and he placed us in it. Meaning he already thought of everything you will ever need in your life. If you don't have it, it's just because you're not located it. Let me make it very clear. If you don't have a certain breakthrough, if you're not seen certain things move in your life. It is not because it does not exist. Because the thought of God is wholesome. But all he wants you to do is investigate and locate your breakthrough. You know, all these preachers, including me, who says breakthrough is coming, breakthrough is coming. It's not really that it's coming. Through the Holy Spirit, you're locating that which is part of your garden, which was God made for you. Hey, you're too quiet for me. Just should I go preach somewhere else now? 
come on now. So, so you, you, you're spiritualized when they open. <laughs> when your hearing opens up to the voice of God, that is when you're not led by your flesh. Your spirit will begin to locate what is hidden away, what is what is somewhere hidden away, what is guarded by the giants. You'll begin to locate those which is yours. And you'll go and just command them to let go. But the exercise of becoming spiritual is a God exercise. Christians are not called to follow a religion. Hey, I want some amen. Come on, room. I want somebody to talk to me, please. Come on, people of God. I want some, you know, Christianity is not a following of a religion. It is following of the anointed one. For what? To be like him. He released a blessing and said, you will do more than me. Is this not in your Bible? This is where we are supposed to be going. That just like he raised the dead, we are supposed to be raising the dead. We are supposed to be doing all of that. No offense to anybody and to myself too. It's not about having a church building and saying I have a church. Even though we need a place, you all pray for it. You're getting my language. It is not about the external things. It is about functioning and being like the God potential God released inside of your spirit. Thoughts. So God's thought is like how God formed that garden and he put you in it and he gave you everything. Can I prophesy over you just what the word of God is saying? Each one of you have a garden. Confess it. Open your mouth and declare it and say, I have a garden given to me by the Lord. Oh, you need to be really fervent with that. Come on, people on Zoom. Can I see them for a second? Come on, people on Zoom. Come on, declare it. God, I thank you for the garden you have for me. I thank you that you've given me a garden. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. Divya, congratulations for the place that has been given to you. Take it in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Okay, let's bring them out of the scene. I don't want them to be conscious. I really love them and I care them. You know, like they're, they're focusing on a screen to get the whole anointing. So let it be so. So, so when God made you, he made a garden with you. In fact, before you were a thought, God already made a garden. Can we read that again? It says, first God went to Eden. Then he planted a garden. Then took the man that he formed and then placed him in it. This is the thought process of God. Everything you need, God has already surrounded you with it. And then he released you on earth. And he is now telling you one assignment. Go take care of your garden. You know, gold, diamond, rubies, and all precious things were under the garden. There was a river flowing underneath the garden. Everything that man ever needed was in the garden. And the Lord put him in it. And the Lord said, Son, I want you to function like me. Go be the God over your garden. And he actually allowed serpent to be there too. He didn't remove him. You want to know why? Because now the garden was man's. Okay. Okay. 
God made the garden, put the man in the garden. There were all things in the garden. Every choice is available. Everything was there. And then God said, now, it's the car key. Take it. It's all yours. I am your God, but you are the caretaker. This is your responsibility. This is your garden. This is your life. This is your dominion. This is everything belongs to you. I won't come to kick Satan out. It's your responsibility. Because I have made you far more superior than that angelic being. Ay, yeah, 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 yeah. That angelic being, that, that angelic being has some celestial wings which can flutter and go in a certain way. But you, son of man, Adam, you, Eve, inside of you, there is something very, very, very dangerous. The spirit of God. In fact, you need a devil to step into the God that is in you. Uh, yeah, 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 you're not very quiet for me. Should I close it? The devil on the outside should provoke the God in the inside. That's the equation. But my beloveds, the devil in the outside will provoke the outer layer on our outside, right? That's the issue. Okay, we're not going there. But, but the reason God allowed him to have a choice between two trees is because man will prove to every thought that comes from the outside, still the thought of obedience to God is the greatest. That still God is the preeminent one in his life. And he's never going to go down. He's never going to go down. In fact, man, Adam and Eve had so much of ammunition in them. This crafty one looked however crafty it was. But inside of them, there was the deposit of the Spirit of God. Okay, you're still with me? So let's bring up that uh, Daniel chapter 11 verse 32 because I want to, I told you this is like a foundational scripture. If you want to keep it, <clears throat> you're all good still. Are you enjoying this tonight? So God, I'm defining. And, and as I'm defining, your life is becoming prophetic right now. Just because you didn't see doesn't mean it doesn't exist. Just because it does not happen doesn't mean it's not there. Come on, you need to prophesy over yourself. What I just said, you need to prophesy over yourself. Just because you didn't see that breakthrough doesn't mean it does not exist. It is there and I'm looking for it. I'm receiving for it. I'm going to identify it. I'm going to locate it in the mighty name of Jesus through the spirit of God that is in me. It's only the spirit of God that will cause your eyes to see it. That's the other beauty of it. Because your natural is not maybe yet there, but the spiritual can upgrade your natural and then you will begin to see it. Now, how does, in this context, man actually began to call out the names of the animals and he named everything. God was teaching him to function like him. Wow, that's beautiful. So Daniel chapter 11, yes, there we are. So the first half, that's where I'm trying to touch. Thoughts, everything is thoughts. So Satan fell because of his own thoughts. Do you agree? Right? I'm going to give you a very basic principle which you have to hold on to your life. You cannot give what you do not have. One more time. 
You cannot give to somebody something you do not have. And what you have is what you'll always give. It's very important you know this in life. Because sooner or later, the reality will catch up to the real reality. Fakeness will fall. <laughs> we can't have a pretense for a lifelong. It will fall. It will be exposed. That's why the truth will stand at the end. So this Satan, what did he do? He comes to Eve in the garden. And he begins to have a conversation. The Bible says good, you know, bad conversation corrupts good character. If I can tell you something, <coughs> as much as the prophetic, the spiritual world, people try to make it so spiritual, right? They make it so spiritual. If we look at the new age people, everything becomes very spiritual. Do this, do this. But can I tell you what it comes down, comes down to at the end of it? Everything, how it moves in the spiritual realm, thoughts and words. If you can control your thoughts and the meditations of your heart and learn how to release the words through your spirit, not through your soul, you get frustrated and say, oh, I'm going to DAD today. Don't say that. You know, your frustration attracted a dark world. I just told you, right? Meditation of dark darkness, meditation like the light of God. So the, the moment you govern, high. The moment you govern how to take care of your thoughts and how to meditate in your heart and how to then control the words and the language you use, you can actually change a lot in your spiritual world. That is the starting point and that is actually becomes the end point. Everything in between, everything is gone with thoughts and words because your life goes in the way you think. As a man thinks, so easy. But we're not talking about vain meditation. You know, some people say empty yourself. No, no, no. You're supposed to meditate on something. That empty yourself out is the new age one. The real one says meditate on faith. Meditate on the Lord. Meditate on his goodness. What you meditate is what you become. If you meditate on emptiness, you become empty. Sorry, it was just a joke. But it's really the truth. So how did Satan now operate with Eve? He began a conversation with her. And he introduces something. He introduces his thought to her. Did God really say this? Can this really be so? He introduced what was in him. And Eve received that. Okay? And that's exactly what happened, what Daniel was trying to explain. Because Daniel is a book, don't get freaked out, but Daniel is a book, it records even the Old Testament, records even till Revelation. You know that Daniel speaks even about the end times, right? Hello, people on Zoom, we are here. Daniel is a prophet in a different timeline. Okay, let me say one more thing. Prophets actually live in different timelines. Isaiah lived in his timeline, and prophesied about Jesus saying, unto us a baby is born. Was he there? Was the baby born? He's already living there. That's how far his spirit was stretched out. Daniel's spirit was stretched out till revelation. 
we won't go there all we am learning we are all going there we are learning we are we are growing so so when 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 god when daniel begins to speak he says and such as do wickedly against the covenant i'm going to give you some information small small one not small this is really deep ones you know just take it to your heart god is a covenant keeping god everybody say it god's transactions god is not okay let me say this god is not transactional he's relational oh you didn't you didn't get it i want to say it one more time god's way of dealing with us and everything he does in his kingdom is relational it's not transactional the people you meet for transactions give and take do this and that that's not how your god is god is relational even <laughs> i don't know if i need to go there so everything he does is relationship and anything that comes against his relationship anything that comes to hinder his relationship god doesn't like it okay now what did what did the satan do such as do wickedly against the covenant shall he corrupt by flatteries even adam had a covenant with god they won't eat from the tree correct yes. that they won't touch it they you know you know that yes. story but the moment he interjected her with a thought to say to compromise saying is it a possibility of not doing so you getting it you're with me that was a compromise of covenant listen the only thing god ever asked adam and eve was that do you get it he didn't ask anything else in his relationship with man he gave him everything he said but this is the only thing i'm telling you don't choose but the moment satan introduced thoughts to compromise her away from that covenant but how did he do that look these words shall he corrupt by flatteries he corrupted her thought compromised her stance by introducing flattery what is flattery you can also be like god whose thought was that his he wanted to be like god once upon a time so introduces that what you have is what you give you can never give what you do not have so he introduced that to her and said you know what you don't need relation ship you can be transactional like me get something and disappear i everybody here don't don't date people who are transactional okay i didn't hear any amens or hallelujahs go after relationship it has to be relational it has to be relational set your mind and heart and say like this has to be relational i don't want transactional everything in the bible it's transactional okay covenant shall be corrupted by flattery so flatteries he flattered her by saying you can be like this god you can make it a transaction the moment she said yes to it that's how she got corrupted can i say something which will shock you this one detail which just shocks me i said i was asking one day holy spirit why how can this fall of man happens so quickly and so it's it's just so unsettling i was like one conversation everything 
one serpent one serpent in the garden hey don't allow any serpents in your garden make sure whom you're talking to keep your conversations clean and clear sometimes it is not even about the conversation it is what the seed is coming from that conversation what thought is entering the realm of your world which is not part of god's thought now when it's not part of god's thought your life is divided life is broken and then the struggles begin so you need to say lord i don't want to entertain any gar- you know a snake in my garden i'm going to make sure to boot it out deal so so this is what is happening so right now he interjected her with a thought and this thought came how to distort the thought of god in her life you getting it what was eve a thought of god placed in a perfect world created for her where she would locate all the blessings but now another alien thought let's make it like an alien right right like an alien thought came which was foreign thought it was not part of god's thought in her life it just entered her atmosphere and all of a sudden her atmosphere is polluted and she goes lower and she compromises and the moment she compromises the fall has happened but this is what happened after which i was looking in the bible to find they had the conversation with satan this really really made me think why couldn't they have a conversation with god immediately come on come on think with me yes a thought was interjected but instead of having an immediate conversation do you think if they had gone back to god immediately and said we messed up we ate this we it's all messed up all this has happened now what do we do immediate conversation with god i am 100% confident in my spirit that trajectory of immediately returning back to god would have corrected a lot of things but what happened led them to destruction was them running away and hiding from god sometimes can i give you a very profound key in your when you get mind attacks the lies of the enemy that tells you no good is ever going to happen you got to just don't sit on the thought for long enough meditate on it long enough don't go into a hiding cave come out of it and have a conversation with god immediately come out of him and say lord what are your thoughts for me how do you see me god what is this going on what's going on in my garden how do i fix this how do i do it god this life of mine is your thought show me through my spiritual eyes where to see how to locate it what to do it and i'll tell you assuredly the holy spirit is faithful he will come and rescue you believe me this is the god we serve he will never leave you to yourself but the moment you choose to go away is when he will say i'll wait for you to come back in the prodigal son's father never went running after him he waited and sat at the door and said i love him but i will not go run after him this is the god side of god this is in the new testament it's not in the old testament so corrupt by what flatteries the second half says but the people that do know their god shall be strong and do exploits this is the first half of the people who can fall to corruption by flatteries by lies but there's another breed 
come what may, they will say, I know this God. He's too faithful. He's not transactional. I might mess up a transaction, but he still has a relationship with me. Eve is running and Adam is like, come, let's go back to my father. Let's go back to your father right now. Don't run. I also ate that with you. It's okay, but let's go. Because we know. <laughs> come on now. Celebrate something. We know him. He's, he made us. Can you confess this? He made you. And he knows you. And he's telling. And imagine that scene. Like he took it. And God's like, where's the apple? Where's the piece you swallowed? Come, let's take it off. I'm just kidding. You know? You know, just, just, you know, like God. But the people who do know their God, this second half will go next week, okay? It's very, very powerhouse. This will when you intimidate the devil in your life in 2023. So this, I'm, I'm, I believe our ministry is not for uh, church people. It is for leaders. You can celebrate that. It is for people who are called to do a difference in the world. We believe that. We believe, I believe I'm speaking to leaders. I'm speaking to people who are called to make an impact in this world. And that's what is our assignment. Okay. And that is all part of you. Okay. So, ah, Shekhari. Come on, open your mouth and pray in the spirit for 30 seconds. Come on, everybody. The idea, you with me? Yeah. Have you located your greatness that is in you? I know many of you are saying no in your thoughts. All popping up like the comic book. No, 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 no. Sometimes I see like that. Some of you are like exclamatory mark, hashtag, everything. Like, I don't know. I never thought of that. Is there something like that in me? Come on now. I really did see that. <laughs> I'm just telling you how I see sometimes and then I have to interpret it. So, you have to locate the greatness that God has shut in you in 2023. Somebody said, wow, you can say it louder. Because this is your assignment. I will be happy if you'll discover it in the next two months. You won't wait till the end of the year. You know why? This God that made you has already put that greatness shut inside of you. And that is the breath that he released. He said, this one will do this. He already spoken that full thought. Wholesome thought inside of you. The DNA of fire inside of you is ready to be rekindled. Don't shut it down. So this thought which I'm giving you, there's greatness inside of you. For that to come out like fire out of your life, there's one requirement that you need to know. And what I'm saying is prophecy now. Today, I don't know how much time we have personal prophecy. We'll do blanket prophecy, okay? The prophecy is this. Your achievement from now on, okay, Mark, take me slowly, okay, I'm going to say, whatever you do now on from your life is not dependent on what happened in your past. That's a good one. Whatever you're going to do henceforth is not connected to what went wrong in the past. That's the place you say amen. It is all, it is never connected to your background. Hey, I'm breaking some boxes now. It's not connected to your background. Come, come, come. I want them to be here. You know, you know, you know, connected to what went wrong in your life. No. What you're going to achieve in the future is not connected to what happened in the past. 
Hey, that's a very good prophecy I gave you. It's the real truth. If you get this, you will never approach even one single thing in 2023 with an ounce of failure attached to it from the past. Come on now. Yes. Because, you know why? Because, because hear me, hear me in the spirit and imagine this in the spirit. Just like how God made man, you're not living to the standard of the dust that you are picked up from, but you're living from the standard of the spirit that has been breathed into you. Because you're getting the past behind you and going forward with the spirit that is in you. It is doing great things, achieving what is ahead in your life is not connected to your past failures, your disappointments, even your own mistakes. Let it go. This is the word of the Lord for you tonight. Let it go, my daughter. Let it go, my son. Disappointments, failures, whatever, however, whoever. Ha! Let it go. It is not connected to your future. It is you <laughs> trying to keep it like a train connected. Let the train go. <laughs> let your new scheme engine, whatever bullet train, whatever, let it go, take off in 2023. Why you have to connect it to the past? It's not connected to your background, your upbringing, your nationality. If I may say it, race, color, gender, whatever it is, that's the ideas of the devil to limit you according to the ground, the formation of the mud. Who are you? You are a spirit called to function like God on this earth. But I, there is one thing you need to do. Remove every idea planted by the devil in your mind that you can't. He has planted ideas. He can I give you this in a clear format? He has planted, he has planted an idea about each one of you in your mind. Whether you say yes to me or no, there is an idea of you. Please, this is a prophetic moment. There is an idea of you about you, which is not from God, but it is in you. You know that? Wow. Did you know that? I don't know you really knew that. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, I'm just saying. There is an idea of you planted by the devil and he makes you think it is your idea. But in reality, it is not God's thought and idea for you. It is his idea to suppress the greatness in you. So for you to locate the greatness in you, you got to wage a war and say this idea I'm crucifying you today. You got to tear it in such a way that no remnants of it is left in your life. You got to scrub it in a way that you're ready to do life with yourself afresh. The thing is, as long as you have hosted this idea, as long as you, um, uh, as long as you host and accommodate this idea, you're not letting the idea of God fly out of you. That's the reality. As long as you accommodated this idea planted by the devil, you're not letting the real idea of you to emerge out of you. It's like something put over something. And you're not seeing the real you. And this what you see, you think it is you. My dear, but that's not really you. You are a woman of God. You are somebody great. 
You're not for this. You are called something mighty in your life. And this idea that he has placed, you got to say, say what you may. I don't care. Right? I'm ignoring it. I've waged a war against it. And you have no more accommodation to host this idea. That has to be booted out. And that requires your partnership with the Holy Spirit. That is not something God will come because that's what God also wanted Eve to do. God wanted Eve to come and say, hey, how do I deal with this? But it's you. Thank you, Lord. Can you bring the Zoom people up? I want to see how they are doing. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, thank you, Lord Jesus. They are here. Wow, wow, wow. Thank you. Thank you for staying with us. Thank you for receiving this word. Come on, pray in the spirit. The belief that you can't do well in life, it's not by God. Let's wage a clear war today. That idea that this won't happen, that won't, it's, it's an idea placed by the devil, planted. And some of these ideas in some of you have become oak trees. Yeah. You have to chop it down now. Some of it is not even bending. You have to bring a bulldozer. Maybe I'm the bulldozer coming right now. Right? Yeah. And you got to remove it. You got to chop it. So thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, Sheko. So it's not even your own mind. It's a thought placed by the enemy. This difference is ammunition to your spirit. Who said so? Is very important you need to ask. Who said this? Is it me? Is it God? No, there's one more, only one more person left. It's the devil. And now maybe agents of Satan. So that's why you have to, you have to, you have to, you have to. That's why the people who do know their God shall be strong. That will go next week. So let every corruption come out of you. Let every corrupt, corrupted idea that's planted in you, let it be uprooted. Do you know for some of you to fall sick, even the enemy has to place a thought. 